this is a this is a numbers game. It's it's a game where you've you've got to put in a lot of effort. Got to walk a lot of properties. You got to talk to a lot of brokers. You've got to put yourself out there. And end of the day, maybe I was reluctant to make the phone calls, but I still did them. Welcome to the Multifamily Real Estate Experiment Podcast, where we ask the question, do you own enough of America? This podcast was created for active and passive real estate investors who's wanting to own more multifamily properties. Each week, we will be discussing strategy for successful acquisition, how to implement risk mitigation control, all while maintaining flexibility when investing in multifamily properties. As a researcher, we use a scientific method to systematically test assumptions and then analyze the data collected to both increase our understanding of the problem and to identify possible solutions. Wait a minute, Doc. That sounds just like a Marine Corps planning process. <laughs> Wait, what, what do you mean? What is that? Well, it's a primary means of ensuring that we are successful in combat or even a training event. We go through problem framing, then we course of action development, course of action wargaming, and then we compare our courses of action and decisions, and we issue the orders, and we transition to the battlefield. Man, that does sound similar. Our goal each week is to apply approaches such as these to owning multifamily real estate by dissecting questions that increase your understanding of this asset class through an analysis of observations from both us and our guest. We are your two hosts, Hutch the Marine Investor and Dr. Heat Jones. Welcome. Now let's get into the deal lab. So how do you go about oh, building you your team boots on the ground in a place, say you're just now starting, you've never done it, or you've been doing it for a while, but now you want to go into a place you've never been? Okay. All right, first, first thing we're going to do is a market analysis. If we've heard from somebody that, uh, that the area is super hot, um, we're going to do our own market analysis. We're, you know, like, like I said earlier on how I picked my initial market, we're going to look at population. Is the population growing? Is the economy growing? What's, what's happening to to median home prices, what's happening to rent prices. We're looking for indicators. That there's going to be a very strong apartment market for the next three to five years at least. And then, you know, where, we're at, where we are now, we do have fairly wide network, other people who are in business. So for where we're at right now, I'd probably pick up the phone and call somebody I know who's operating in that area if possible and, and just talk to them. You know, and, and the nice thing about this business is e even though you are competing technically, there's more deals out there than any one company can buy. If somebody wants to come and try to find a place in Greenville, South Carolina, which is probably one of my favorite markets, that's fine. If we end up competing on one, just let me know and try to partner instead. There you go. Yeah, there but, you go. Uh, I like that. Yeah. And that's, that's how we started our, our company was, hey, we're competing. Let's stop competing and partner. I, I would ask for referrals is the first thing I do. As a matter of fact, we underwrote a place in uh, just south of Macon, Georgia, and I know somebody who has an apartment building in Macon, Georgia. And one of the first phone calls I made was to the guy who has an apartment building in Macon, Georgia. I'm like, hey, we are underwriting something that's down the road from the one you own. Can we get on the phone and, and talk about it? So we got a referral to his his property manager. I, where I'm at right now, that's, that's what we would do is we would, we would go for referrals from people who are already in that market. And I, I have cold called people. So there, there's, there's a couple of big name podcasters that you know they're in certain markets. You know where they're investing. I have cold called one of the big podcasters before and just said, hey, I'm looking at getting into X market. 
can you give me a couple of names of property managers? Can you give me a couple of names of whatever? And he said, sure, no problem. Gave me a couple of names, phone numbers. And that way, when I called the guys, it was just like, hey, my name is Brian. I got your contact information from so-and-so. And the the referral is, is an instant, gives you a little bit of credibility up front. If you're a friend of a friend, you're going to have more credibility than the guy who's cold calling. I, I think we before before traveling, before the expense of traveling, we, we, we would talk to a lot of people, we'd do a lot of online research. There's so much stuff you can do online. And, and we probably wouldn't hit the travel button until we were, we're pretty close to LOI. Um, we do like, some people don't do this, but we do like to get boots on the ground and walk through the property before we put an offer in. Some people... So, so a quick question on that. Is that something that you would do or is that something you might have a property manager do? So I, how important is it for you as the investor to put your eyes on it versus outsourcing it to a property manager? Because I've heard sort of both ways. People talk about I won't put in an LOI unless I walk the property myself. Other people are like, as long as my property manager has walked it and they give me the lowdown, I'm okay. What, what, how do you determine what your comfort level with that is? We, we like to walk it ourselves. That's, that's it. We like to walk it ourselves. And, and part of our criteria, you know, we like the Southeast. Eric lives in Wilmington. Todd lives in Myrtle Beach. So they're both, they both live in the Southeast. And, and kind of one of, our, one of our criteria is we'll look at anywhere that makes sense. Right now, we may expand later, but right now there's plenty of good markets within a six or eight hour drive of where one of us lives. We, we, we could drive down today, leave early in the morning and get there in time to, to do a two hour walkthrough. So right, right now, that's what our criteria is. I mean, later on, I don't know, we, we may expand to other parts of the United States, but you know, right now the Southeast is booming. So, I mean, that's, that's basically what we've done is you know, we start talking to other people and Build, build our teams through the referral network. What, what I did up front, I did a lot of cold calling, quite frankly. When, when I was kind of building my name, building my brand, there were a whole lot of cold calls. I, I'd go on Google and I would just type in property managers in the city. <laughs> I think we've and, all been there. <laughs> yeah. and, and I'd write down 10 or 15 phone numbers and I'd just get on the phone and start calling. Honestly, it was uncomfortable for me. I don't like cold calling people. And I would literally have to spend 20 minutes to write a script before picking up the phone and calling them because I didn't have that confidence in myself. Right now, it's a lot easier because I, I do have a track record. And I can call them up and say, hey, Brian Briscoe with Four Oaks Capital, we have XYZ, you know, this, this amount of properties. We're looking to expand in your area. Let's talk. At the time, I didn't have that background. I had zero property. I mean, that, that's basically the process we would look through, go through now and point, point where I'm at, straight out referrals. We'd ask everybody for referrals, ask brokers for referrals. Anybody you talk to who's involved in the area, ask them for a referral. Hey, who's a good property manager? Hey, who's a good, whatever person you're looking for to, to fill out your team. If you're doing estimates, hey, who's a roofer you have used before? If you can get your property manager to, to do all the estimates for you, put people out there and collect it, do that too. Yeah, it's it's... Right now, word of mouth, talking to the broker who's showing you a property. Hey, can you give me property manager, roofer, contractor, blah, 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 whatever you need. Did that, did that answer all the questions? Oh, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. yeah, most, yeah most so. certainly it is. Yo, so, so Ethan and I, we, we witnessed that firsthand. Man, you actually did not just a referral, you went a step further and you did an introduction for us when we were trying to acquire a deal and we were looking for a key principal. You actually did an introduction. And when we actually spoke to the key principal, 
they tell us that you came, that we came highly recommended from Brian Briscoe. And that, that was a game changer. So <laughs> we had, the, the foundation was already established. So we just got to, we had to sort of build on that. It was great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the re- referrals, it's, it's the more, the older I get, the more I realize it's not what you know, it's who you know. And okay. it, it took me, when, when I was 18, 20, 22 years old, I, I had the opposite mindset. I'm like, I can impress people by what I know. I can become, at the time, I was a college professor based on what I know, but it's, <laughs> that's really not how it works. So, man, that's right. That's right. So very, very good um, highlights of how to build a team in a house and also to build, to build your boots in the ground, the power of networking, the power of mastermind, a lot of golden nuggets. I know you're just dropping golden nuggets <laughs> left and right. I, I can't tell you how much we appreciate that. That's, yeah. that's really, gonna, really it's awesome. Gonna I'm, I'm, yeah, it's going to be a challenge. I got a page full of notes now. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a challenge to edit this, to edit this podcast. You could use so many nuggets. I I would refuse to cut anything good out. That's right. No, no, there's not going to be a lot of film on the the floor off this one, but (laughs) yeah. So, so Brian, as as we come closer towards the end of the show, we we have this round we call the focus round F O C U S fun, opportunity, communication, understanding, and success. So there's a fast, fast questions. We add um, two or three sentences, answers, so we can go get through real fast. So what do you do for fun, Brian? Right now I do real estate. I enjoy doing real estate. Um, <laughs> That's a great answer, all. right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's fun for me. Um, I, I also, you know, like spending time with my kids. I like outdoor activities. I, I probably don't do enough fun stuff though, but uh, um, in, in general, out in nature, that's about it. Right. So we did a we did an episode recently with um with another syndicator and the episode was on was was on mindset. Mindset. Right. Yeah. And we want to turn this question around. We want to focus more on a positive side, right? So this one was op- talks about opportunity. So typically we would ask, what opportunity do you regret missing? But I want I want to focus on the positive, right? So so let's talk about who would you say that provide the greatest opportunity for you? I would say Michael Blanc, the, the network, the, 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 the system that he's provided, he, he's got a big following that I would say that most of the value that I've gotten has, has come from what he created, his following, his forums, his, his meetups, his groups, the education series. He, he has provided a lot of opportunity. I've basically taken everything I've learned from, from his program and just put it in practice is it. Mm-hmm. So you know, hands down, you know, Michael Blanc and the Michael Blanc program. Got you. (laughs) All right. So one of the things that as we communicated um, earlier, and as we got, as we got to develop a relationship a few months ago, you talk about, you say, Hutch, know the numbers, right? So now that you're a few transactions down, what would you say is the most important thing about communication? You just got to make sure that what you're saying is what they're receiving. We, we've had a couple of, of miscommunications with property managers where I'm a, I think I'm asking a certain question and they're receiving a different question. And when they spin their wheels and come back to me and give me an answer, I'm like, that's, that's not what I asked. I asked something completely different. It has the same words in the question. <laughs> yeah, so at the end of the day, the communication is key. What has typically worked for us is... Uh, get on the phone, talk it over. And then a lot of times we'll just send an email after the phone call and just say, Hey, just to summarize, I, I think if you do everything via email, it's just going to get, it's, it's very time consuming. But and I think that's a, a great tip because you now have sort of an electronic record 
yeah. uh, restating what you talked about. So if in the future they're like, oh, well, when we talked, we did this. And it was like, well, actually we, we sent an email following up in which we clearly yeah. stated this is what we, and then you can go back and say, oh yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. You know, and this is something I'm working on, but because of, because of where I work, I work at the Pentagon during normal business hours on the East coast, I'm locked in a box. I tend to be a little heavier on emails than I should be because of where, where I, where I sit. You can't mm-hmm. access my, my four Oaks capital email address from there. And I've got to walk out, pull my phone out of a lockbox, and take about a, a five to 10 minute walk until I have somewhere where I have signal. So um, incidentally that Recently, we, we shifted responsibilities based off of my situation. And so another member of Four Oaks Capital is, is doing a lot of the daytime calls that I used to have to do. But uh, so don't overwhelm with emails. But at the same time, don't just let the voice conversations go. And, and Heath, you, you hit the nail on the head. At first, I was sending everything via email just to keep an electronic record of it. But end of the day, I think the relationship is just as important. You're gonna you're gonna make an agreement, get to get to where you want to be a lot quicker if you pick up the phone and call, and then send an email and just say, "Hey, Hutch, this is what we talked about today. Let me know if you disagree with any of the below points." And I'll say, "I agreed to do X. Hutch agreed to do Y. Keith agreed to do Z." Right. And there you go. Yeah. All right. All right. What's next? Next is you. It's for understanding. What is one thing you wish you understood earlier? I think I hit this plenty. Buy real <laughs> estate and wait. Don't wait to buy real estate um, is, is the answer. So the, I, I had a lot of good reasons in my mind, very compelling reasons to wait and buy real estate at several junctures in my, in my life. End of the day, buy real estate and wait. Don't, don't wait to buy real estate. I wish I, wish I would have understood that you know, 20 years ago. I would have bought as much as I could because eventually there are downturns and such, but eventually as long as, as long as you buy, right, you buy for cash flow, you're not over leveraged. You, you can weather dark market downturns. Yeah. It's good. All right. All right. And so, uh, the last uh, S is success. And this is a question that Hutch has put together, which I think is very important. I hadn't really thought about to ask people this, but I think it's a very great question to ask. So it's uh, to what do you attribute your success? I, I've got thick skin and I don't mind putting in effort. I put a lot of effort into to building this business. If somebody, I, I mean, if somebody tells me no, it doesn't, it doesn't phase me. It, bounce, it hits my thick skin and bounces off. So th- this, is a, this is a numbers game. It's, it's a game where you've, you've got to put in a lot of effort. You've got to walk a lot of properties. You've got to talk to a lot of brokers. You've got to put yourself out there. And end of the day, maybe I was reluctant to make the phone calls, but I still did them. Maybe I showed up to an event. I'm an introvert at heart. Maybe I showed up to an event and I look around and I'm on the edge and I'm thinking, I really don't want to go talk to anybody right now. <laughs> but I did it. I, I would just kind of right. look around and I'd find somebody. I'm like, okay, <sighs> there's two guys <laughs> I, right there. Um, I know that feeling. <laughs> I'm just going to go over there. I'm going to start talking to them. And I did it. So just just basically in my mind i know what i want to do and what i need to do and regardless of whether it's something i want to do or i like to do i still get myself to do it that's that's nice yeah that's that's, that's, that's nice and i saw the first hand too uh when, when we actually met face to face at you make a live 2019 mm-hmm. and i was sitting there in my little new york hat i was like okay i saw you walk by like i know that guy 
you know, <laughs> and you kind of looked at me, you looked away, you continue walking I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then eventually we got to talking and realized we put on our pants the same way. So you've been successful as a Marine and you're achieving, achieving some great level of success as a real estate syndicator. Now I have to ask this question, Brian, what is important to you? What, what is important to me? If you look at levels of important, you know, I'm a, I'm a very religious person. So I, I would say, you know, top priority, you know, the gospel of Jesus Christ is, is, is number one. And I'm not always successful at doing this, but I, I'd like to pattern my, my life around it. Everything to do with my family also relates to that because I, I think God wants us to have happy and helpful families and families are kind of the basic building block of, of the kingdom of God. So everything I do, I want to have some sort of tie into that to, to, to help me get to what my ultimate goal is. So yeah, that's, that's basically the number one thing. And I would say everything else is just a secondary effort, a, a line of effort attributing to that one cause. That's, that's incredible. I actually, uh, I, I know someone who we've talked about them wanting to invest in and do more real estate and they're really fascinated with multifamily, but kind of the reason behind it is they're, they're wanting to fund their own mission trips. So in the sense that a lot of times mission trips are sort of, you, you have to raise the funds to, to send people to go and uh, do these missions in other parts of the world. He was like, man, it'd be really cool if I could do that for my family and we could, we could do it without having to take from other people to do it. And if we're able to be smart with our investments and fund our own and start our own mission work. And I was like, man, that that's one of the most powerful <laughs> reasons I've heard to, to start investing yeah. in real estate. Right. That's, yeah. that's, that's pretty, pretty incredible. You know, that's, and we're, we're funding my daughter's mission right now. She, she's actually See, in Alabama. Uh, really? And that, that's, that's what we want to end up doing is basically preaching the gospel or ministering or helping other people full time to be able to do that. You have to have your basic needs met. You, you have to be able to not have to go to work every day. If I'm spending eight, 10 hours a day in the Pentagon and then another two and a half to three hours on a train coming back and forth, that's, that's a lot of time where I could be spending and I have to do that to maintain my home, my family, put food on the table, clothes on backs and everything else. But end of the day, the real estate venture for me is to create enough income and enough wealth where I can leave it all behind and focus on my one thing. Man. All right. Well, what, what, what better way to wrap up the podcast, I know, right? Good, podcast, right? Such a positive way to end it. So, um, yeah. so if people want to get in touch with you, Brian, what's, what's the best way to do that? So uh, email address, Brian Briscoe at fouroakscapital.com. Uh, that's, that's probably the best way. Our, our website is fouroakscapital.com. If you just want to speak to any of us, there, there's a place where you can put your contact information in there. And one of the four of us will contact you. Right right now, we're, we're still not that big of a company where we're overwhelmed with contacts. But uh, strike while the iron's hot. <laughs> put, your, put your contact information in there. You'll get a phone call. A couple of years from now, you know, when we have millions of followers, that might not be the case. But uh, yeah, go to our website, put your, your contact information in, and, and, and we'll reach out to you. Well, great show. A lot of, a lot of golden nuggets. Doc, um, I'm sorry, man. You're going to have a hard time. I know. This podcast. Yeah, we, we need to start building a team for the, the editing you know, podcast. But, uh, no doubt. You know, I, I don't mind. I, I, I work with my headphones on at work anyway, so it's, it's yeah. not too much of a change. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so Brian, really appreciate you, you, you stopping by yes, this podcast. Thank you and, so much yeah. for, for joining us today. We, we really, truly appreciate your time. Not a problem, guys. Not a problem. Marine Corps. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Dr. Heath Jones and Hutchinson Marine Investor, out. Thank you for listening to the Multifamily Real Estate Experiment Podcast. Theme music, Zigzag by Kevin McLeod. Licensed CC by creativecommons.org. If you like the value that we provided to you, please subscribe and like us on iTunes. Anything else we need to say? And leave us a five-star ratings. For your hosts, Hutch, the Marine Investor, and Dr. Heat Jones. Signing off.